All right, the Colorado Avalanche continue their hot play with a very nice 4-1 to victory in their Stanley Cup rematch with the Tampa Bay Lightning. One could say Alexander Georgiev was the difference maker in this game, probably his best game so far, and it was on display. And Bo Byram, what's up with his relationship with the penalty box for this season? Brand new episode of Locked on Avalanche. Come and ask. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on x locked on avalanche on instagram questions comments concerns and opinions locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us over on our youtube channel hit subscribe get notified when the new show goes live and make sure you subscribe to our subtext link to that is in the show notes below and when you do you become one of our very special insiders and chat with kyle and i one-on-one we get your opinions on everything going on with the ads which we read on this wonderful podcast that we have for you. Um, before we get to anything, Kyle, I have to do a very special birthday shout out. Lockdown Avalanche crosses oceans. I don't know if you knew that or not. So We're worldwide. We are. The world of the prophet. Prestige. Pitbull. Prestige worldwide right here. Uh, so uh, a very avid listener, Kenny from Scotland, uh, sent me a message and uh, wanted to... Wish his daughter, Aria, a very happy birthday. Her birthday is uh, today, the 29th. She's turning seven years old, and he says that she is a Avalanche fan in training, So, uh, which I am the same way. I have two kids, which are Avalanche fans in training. You have two kids, which are the same way. So we know the, the, what, what, it, what, it can, what it can do to your parenting to make sure your kids fall in line with your favorite team. It's not an easy thing to do. So, Kenny, I give you all the credit in the world, my friend. Hey, Kenny. Uh, seven is when I fell in love with the Avalanche. So Hey. Let's go. Hey, yeah. So congratulations to her on her uh, seventh birthday. Enjoy it. And uh, hopefully you're listening to this episode and enjoying this episode that we have for you today. All right, sir. Um, yeah, well, let's get into that game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Just right at the thought, I mean, Avalanche is just playing solid hockey right now. And this is like what we've been waiting for. All of that early season craziness when, you know, some fans are pushing that panic button and what's wrong with this team and, and they're never going to figure it out and all the doom and gloom. I told you how many times, like, just let the season play out. Get through November. If it's still going on at the end of November, then we can have different conversations. But I didn't I didn't want to go down that road at the end of October. And you're seeing it now. You're seeing game after game just a little bit more consistency. And, man, if they didn't have that screw-up against Nashville, yeah, the team would be riding, what, an eight-game winning streak right now? Yeah, so they'd be streaking just as hard as a Nachushkin right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he's been just continues his his dominance. But as as far as this game goes, like it was, it was just 
they're playing hockey that you just have confidence in them right now that they can get that lead and, you know, not have some catastrophic last minute uh, collapse, even though that happened once. It's just that's an anomaly. I don't know. I, right now, the way this team is playing, I, I, I just I just love it. I just love how almost every single person on this team is playing. Yeah. And I honestly, looking back, I feel like the Avalanche are putting a lot of their worst games behind them and learning from them. It's gone. They have gone from the the initial six game winning streak, which was a lot of good individual efforts to getting embarrassed in shutouts, the eight two game against the Blues, the Nashville game. They're learning how to put 60 minute games together. And the last episode, we we're talking about how the Avalanche they continue to roll their lines and just stretch the game out. Like they're they're playing a 60-minute game, but at a different speed. It's almost like they are in the speed force and they operate at such a high rate of speed, everybody else is slower. It's watching this team operate, it is it's fantastic to watch. And it's one of those that Nathan McKinnon's not scoring goals. Big deal. Guess what? He's still like third in points on this team. Mm-hmm. He's still getting. He's contributing to this team. We don't have to rely on Nathan McKinnon to score a goal to win a game. We don't have to rely on Miko Rantanen to score a goal to win a game. You're going to get your scoring. It doesn't matter. Rijo had two in that yeah. Tampa Bay game, and they were good-looking goals. He had that one goal where he just was standing up, going into Vasilevsky, a little deke, and that's all mm-hmm. it took. Yeah. That's confidence. That's confidence. Drew Wynn, he looks confident. This team looks confident, top to bottom, defense, and a short hair, Yorgia. Yeah, we'll get into him in, in a little bit because he was fantastic. But, yeah, you mentioned the, the Ryan Johansson. He seems to, to be settling in nicely. Drewen seems to be settling in nicely. And and especially with Drewen, like he's not I, – I still don't feel like he's ever going to be that guy that will just have that game <clears throat> where he's got like four points – you know what I mean? Or or is is maybe has a hat trick and, and it's possible that but you're not sitting here like, oh, th- this is a guy that we need to to you know, he's got he's gonna put the team on his back. Yeah. And, and again, he they don't need him to do that. Um, you have plenty of guys that are capable of doing that that are doing that, like Val Machuskin. But you mentioned um uh like rolling the lines and everything. I couldn't be happier with how that is happening mm-hmm. everybody is getting at least double digit minutes and that's just that hasn't been in the cards for the avalanche i know and last year it just wasn't because you had so many injuries you were playing the top line a lot um because you didn't really have the confidence that the guys that were filling in and nor did they have you, you brought so many guys up from the ahl that they didn't have a lot of uh you know time in the nhl so you 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 you're not really going to play him a lot of minutes, and then you have, you know, uh, Curtis McDermott, who you don't play a lot of minutes anyway. So to have the confidence, even with some guys out, like like Sammy G, who's out, obviously, you know, and you bring in Caleb Jones, and you're confident that you know you can put him out there for double digit minutes and be okay. I really like how he's playing as well. So just the rolling of the lines is is I, I it's one of my favorite things as mundane as that is to see every single game uh guys getting minutes and all of them contributing in some capacities great 
And I like what you're talking about. Everybody's settling in. Like Caleb Jones, like when that when that move was made, we were both talking about that's the most avalanche pickup that they could possibly make. It just mm-hmm. felt like he's plug and play, ready to go. And you mentioned Drew Wynn. I, I know that everybody loves to go all the way back to juniors and say, well, Drew Wynn and Nate, they were unbeatable in juniors. You got to temper your expectations a little bit. You're not going to get a Nate junior. Drew Wynn yeah. reminds me a lot of Don Scoy. But with Berkey's speed, yeah, like he's he's not going to light the lamp every night. But my goodness, you'll notice him. And oh yeah, we still we still talk about Don Scoy now, and because of his impact and his heart that he had on the team. And I feel like Drew in the same way. You could see him in his like interviews that have nothing to do about the on ice product, just his bubbly personality. I feel like he is a he he gives everything he's got. And honestly, when a line isn't working, having a guy like that on your roster changes things. Yeah. And he's got he, – he was getting a lot of time on the top unit power play, which I'm so, like, indifferent on. Not him being on the first line power play, just the power play in general. I feel like it's looked better in terms of you're not fumbling with the puck um, in the defensive end or in the neutral zone, I feel like you're you're gaining the zone a lot better. And at least in this game, you had you know it, there was really good uh, cycling going around and really good chances happening. Um, and what were they one for five? Right? Were they one for five? Yeah, they, they were. One. And so, I, I love I that know. you mentioned the zone transitions. I was I watched one slingshot pass, and I was working on a college paper. And mm-hmm. I saw that slingshot pass, and I took a perfectly good pencil and snapped it right here on this desk. I was like, "No, we're going backwards." Well, I like they're always going to do that. That that's their go-to. I, I just wish they had a couple other moves just to throw in a wrinkle, so the the defense like doesn't know what it, it, it's it's like a you know a, a run in 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 baseball or baseball and in football like play action pass oh, yeah. in in football. So you just if you if you don't have a good running game, nobody's gonna bite on that. So if you have another wrinkle in, in how you bring in the puck, it just gives the defense some pause for a second. But I thought they looked good in in the power play, and you know they, they've had a good run in terms of the, I don't know how many games in a row that they've scored a power play, but it's it's been you know uh, consecutive games like I don't, five or six or seven games in a row where they, they've scored a power play goal. And maybe I'm nitpicking here, but it's just been one. Yeah. It's all it's been one for four, one for four, one for five. So fine, it's it's good that you're getting one, but and maybe I'm getting greedy, but I want more than that. I want more than that because if you get more than that, usually you know that score is gonna tip in your favor, and you're not really worried at the end of a game when you know uh, they, they pull the goalie and, and they're still in the game. So it's looked better. I will give them credit for that. Um, but now, now it's okay. We, we, we've gone from it looking terrible to now, okay, you're getting a goal in there and, and it's looking good. Now put an extra one home, just put an extra one home, do that consistently. And then I'll shut up about the power power play for a little while. And I think it doesn't help that the team looks better on five on five action and on the penalty kill. You, get, you have a better chance of getting a goal on the penalty kill than you do a yeah. power play right now. And they had another chance on, on a shorthand to go uh, right in front of Azaleski. I think it was Cogliano who took a pass. I don't know who – I can't remember who it was from, but – I, I want to say uh, Colton. 
it was either him or 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 LOC, one of those two. But he was just fighting for the puck in the corner, and he just had it for a brief second. Fired it right to Cogliano, right in front of the net. He just couldn't put it home. Yeah. But you had a good shot. Like, yeah, th- th- this pa- this penalty kill has been fantastic. It's been fantastic. And five on five, yeah, man. Like, and and they're not getting cute with things. Like, they are just playing solid defense. Let's just get the puck and go. And let's just put some pucks on net, see if we can clean up, get some greasy gold, do what we have to do. It's just everything seems to be coming together right now. Um, yeah, and if it wasn't for that darn Predators game, this would be a nice, nice winning streak that the Avalanche are on right now. So. It sounds like 2021, 2022 all over again when it comes to complaining about Predator games. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yep. They're always got to gotta ruin everything. Um, Why? I don't know. All right. Uh, definitely have to talk about Alexander Georgiev in this game because he was uh, phenomenal. So we're going to talk about him next. Right now we're going to hear from eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home. The winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. And eBay Motors has everything you need to ma- maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into the Nathan McKinnon, McKinnon trilogy of speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. And with all the parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win so keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply and ebay guaranteed fit is only available to u.s customers all right thank you for tuning in and making locked on avalanche your first listen of the day like always that is very much appreciated uh let's continue with this tampa bay game um and alexander georgiev specifically he himself has kind of been like a microcosm of the avalanche season, <laughs> like good starts, uh, you know, a little bit up and down after the good start, but he seems to be coming back around again and, and playing some really good goaltending, especially in this game. He had to be like Tampa. They, they got, they have some offensive prowess on that team. And you could see it. And what they get, 40? I think officially it was like 39. Mm-hmm. I think they removed a couple afterwards. I don't know. But it was like 41 during the broadcast. They found two that weren't, I think. Whatever. Let's just use round numbers here. 40, 40 shots he faced. Um, and to just let the one in was great. He had some really timely key saves in this game. He can't, I can't understate how great he was. Yeah, and on paper, you're saying Alexander Yorgiev versus Andre Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. That's that's a matchup right there. And then to Tampa Bay, they have the league leader in points in Nikita Kucherov. And yeah. for them to walk out with a 4-1 victory, being outshot, they did win the faceoff stat just by a little bit. But mm-hmm. the Tampa was trying. It's not like they rolled over and gave up. They tried all yeah. game long. And Yorgiev stood tall. And it felt like with every save, the McKenzie Blackwood effect that we saw earlier this season, mm-hmm. where every shot just made him better and better and better and better. Yorgiev started doing that all game long. Yeah. And 
to ride that kind of confidence, he has he's up there with the most wins in the league right now as a goalie. He has the most wins. He is an unsung hero on this team. We talk about rolling the lines all the time, but he has been absolutely incredible. And he's starting to take the league by notice. Like everybody's starting to pick up on him just a little bit. Yeah. He had, um, he had some duds early in the season. It's going to happen. He might have one or two more as the season goes on. But I think just because they were so like close together and the way that this team was losing was just ugly, um, some people started to question it and, and question his play and um, just like they were questioning the, the team as a whole. And he has come out of it just like the team has come out of it. And now he's back to – I mean, I know it's it's just it's, – it's more recent than anything, but – I just kind of feel like he's that guy that that is not how he was playing and when when the, things were not going well, I was saying like oh that just can't be the case for this team long term, and he's another he's a reason why that it can't keep going because he's not going to continue that that type of play like he's just going to improve just like the team improved, yeah. and yeah you have a matchup against Vasilevsky but like Vasilevsky typically scares me, but. And we talked about it before the game, the episode before the game. Like he's just coming back, yeah. So I, if he, you know, his second game back, if he's looking like you know uh, Vasilevsky, who's played twenty twenty five games already, I would have been shocked. Um, but I, I, I was pretty confident that they could get a few by him, um, and they did. And 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 on the flip side, you know. There were moments where you had the 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 thought process of, oh boy, is like is this where it kind of you know is this where Tampa tries to, you know or or can retake you know the ice and one was that first goal that got overturned, yeah because you know the Bednar challenged it which I put up on on X when it happened like I don't know I, if someone knows where they keep track of uh, percentages of of the win percentage on uh challenges send it to me because i i have to believe the avalanche are at the top of that list they are fantastic at spotting something that they need to challenge and winning it and they won that and that came back and that was huge huge because that that's a momentum obviously any goal in hockey is a momentum builder and you take that away from them and then you go get another one was just awesome and also, we talk about the little things that flip a game. If it's one of those, you talk about the win percentage on those challenges. In that moment, if it was overturned and it was one of those that they said, that's a good goal, mm-hmm. guess what? We're on the penalty kill. Yeah, absolutely. And then they are building on that momentum. And then we're talking about a completely different game. So yeah. for Bednar to see that and believe that and be successful on that, completely negated the momentum that Tampa was building in that moment. And the avalanche sees that you had that, that you took away from them. Uh, Kucherov was on a breakaway Yeah, that um, Georgiev kicked aside. So, which is not easy to do against him. Um, and then you did give up a goal last minute again in, in the second period. And you're like, Oh man, like that's three to one. Nobody wants that lead. So you, you, it's moments like that that Tampa can build on, even though you didn't get the goal on, on Kucherov. Even, I mean, just say that had gone in. There, there's there's those moments which 
they could take and say these were these are our building blocks and the Avs took them away yeah it, and and to do that against a team like Tampa is not an easy thing to do because they can take any inch you give them and just tilt the ice and the Avs were like no we're we're the ones in control here <laughs> it was great it was great to watch and that and that's the wonderful thing about this Colorado Avalanche team that those little moments that teams usually start building momentum the Avalanche already two moves ahead building their momentum the other way and they, they do a really good job at keeping control and tempo throughout the game. Absolutely. All right. So um, we'll get, I want to get to the, just read off the stats um, and then discuss uh, Bo Byram and his, his penalty problems. What, what is going on with that? I, I can't figure it out, make heads or tails of it, but we're going to talk about that. And of course uh, our sound check, which we have to get to, and we'll do all of that next. Right now, not that one. Game time. We're going to talk about the Game Time app. And you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event because Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in pricing, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And there was a couple things in there that I said that are. Uh, Top things that Kyle and I like about game time. We honestly have used the, the game that we went to in uh, Long Island. Use the game time app. Why? Because we say it all the time. The view from the seat, yep. the way that they incorporate it into the app is second to none. You don't have to click into the section, click into the seat to see your view. It's right there. It looks like a social media app that you just scroll through. And if you like the view of the seats, Click on it, buy it, all in pricing, right in front of your eyes. It's a beautiful thing. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. So once again, create an account, redeem the code Locked On NHL L O C K E D O N N H L for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, just want to read off some of the or all of these stats for uh, the Colorado Avalanche point getters in this one. Ryan Johansson with the two goals, Nathan McKinnon, two more assists, uh, Valna Chuskin with the goal, Miko Ranton in assist, uh, Tomas Tatar with an assist. And man, he was so close on that. That, that second Ryan Johansson goal, uh, was Kale McCarr just couldn't get the pass over to him. Um, and it kind of just bounced right to Ryan Johansson, but. He'll get one sooner or later. Uh, he had one moment where he tried to take a shot and it just did not, it did not materialize. And I, yeah. from that moment on, I think he's just choosing not to. <laughs> he's being very unselfish, and we appreciate that. Um, and then on the defensive side, the only one with points on the defensive side, Cal McCarr, one goal, one assist. So he continues his just otherworldly play. What, what do you have? Most assists in the month of November in, in history. Uh, most points for defenseman in Avalanche history in the month of no like just he's just I don't want to fast forward to the end of his career because I'm loving it, but he is going to have like Wayne Gretzky like numbers, Nolan Ryan like numbers when it comes to franchise if he plays his entire career with the Avalanche and let's pray to God that he does that. Nobody's ever gonna catch this guy when it's all said and done uh, on the Avalanche. And, you know, the way Kale McCarr, it, like we mentioned so many players, like eventually we're going to have to bump this episode up to 180 minutes and give every player 10 minutes of conversation because Kale McCarr, 
what he's doing is it's just laughable at this point and he's doing it with ease and then going into the vancouver game it was oh here comes the quinn hughes and kale mccarr conversation and he's blowing by that he's making like he is and he's doing it so quietly and it's just you get reminded every time he passes bobby Orr and something else and you're like oh yeah this gets pretty good about that right um now one of his defensive mates bo byram um like he's playing fine when he's out on the ice (laughs) there's something going on with bo byram and penalties this season and after that game was played we've we've had a day in between so he was number one in penalties um at the end of that game i think he's i think there's been so many on that list who had another one and he's now maybe number two whatever they're still counting the florida and ottawa penalties yeah (laughs) they're still counting the unbelievable there right um i don't i don't know what to make of this because like penalty is penalty getting by him is not his game He's not that guy that is is out there to disrupt a, a like you know a, a play and um, get into fights. Not not that fights have been his penalties, but I don't know what he's if it's just in his head right now. Like if I I'm out here, if I do something, I just don't want to get a penalty, and I'm trying too hard not to. Therefore, I'm leading to penalties. It's just confusing because this is not a guy who typically takes this many penalties it's i think you're thinking about it in the reverse mm-hmm. let's let's rewind all the way back to the beginning of the season it was not the greatest start to the season for mr bo byram and it wasn't until that islander game that he really caught fire and it's like finally there's bo right. byram yeah and i feel like he found his groove and his confidence in that moment and it's been 150 miles an hour since then and like he had three games in a row of a delay of game mm-hmm. that's that's not thinking. That's just going. That's just touch puck flip. Like I, yeah. I don't I don't think he's even registering these penalties and that he's registering as many as he is. And oh yeah, man, I last game I had now. oh now it's very apparent. Now. Yeah. But I feel like all of this is just him going like finding his groove and his confidence, feeling good in his game, confident in his game, and it just it doesn't feel like intentional or bad puck luck i just feel like it's just not checking up and you think he's like trying too hard and you know martin count preseason yeah (laughs) i don't know like yeah he's getting and he's getting everything delay of games cross checks slashes trips like it's uh a hodgepodge of of penalties is it just you know, I, I need to put in like more effort because we were down like Sam Gerard and you know what I mean? So I, I, I'm curious to watch the next couple of games to see if this stops because, you know, he's not happy about it. No. You know um, that, you know, Bednar's not happy about it because you need him out there and, you know, he's committing just penalty after penalty after penalty. And it's just and you can see every time he gets it now. When he gets one, he's going to the the penalty box, and he's not arguing any of these. He knows their penalties. Yeah, maybe there was one that he didn't like. There was one that he didn't like that that I think they called him for a slash, and that one he kind of like it was he bent over after it was called, and I think it was twofold. I think it was like, "Are you kidding me? You're going to call that?" And it's like, "Are you kidding me? I got another penalty." So this stuff can start to mess with your head. So you you don't want that to to affect 
how he plays because he is an aggressive player. Yeah. Um, and if you take that away from him, then you take away a little bit, a part of his game. So it's, it's a really fine line. He's walking right now of, of, you know, the effort's still there, but is he afraid that if I give it too much effort, I'm going to give a slash or a trip or another delay of game. It's got to start getting in your head at some point. No, if I was Jared Bednar, I would start practice by putting him in those training rubber bands that you like put your arms tight to your body mm-hmm. and I'd put that training parachute on him. So it slows him down. I say, go out there. We're back at square one. Yeah. You're, you know what you're doing. Keep it simple. And yeah. I feel like Bo needs to keep it simple because he's like you mentioned, like he, I feel like he's overcompensating for the lack of Sam Gerard, And he feels like he has now been promoted in the seniority role a little bit. And he has mm-hmm. to be an example for, Hey, Caleb Jones, you're new. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah. Just play defense. I, you don't have to solve everything, Bo. The, the, the one that concerns me, honestly, is the delay of game penalties. Yeah. And the reasons why those concern me is because, like, you clearing pucks as a defenseman is, a, you know, a big part of your game. And is it in his head now? It's like, I got no idea where this puck is going if I lift this thing in the air. Yeah. If, so uh, it, you just want wait that. a second. Just hesitate. Like, don't touch and just dump. Just yeah. give it just a second and control what you're doing and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, I want to get to a couple subtexts here for, uh, for the game against Tampa. We got Vargar. Um, great team effort. Definitely gave up uh, too many shots for my liking. Sure. Um, but it's hard to knock a four to one win. Can't complain about Georgie uh, 974 save percentage in that game. That was solid. Uh, love watching McCarr. Uh, as he elegantly controls the game, 32 points, 21 games from a defenseman. It's incredible. Um, he put a 125-point pace. I think it's more than that, dude. I think I think he's in like 131-point pace right now, which is just To bonkers. the moon. Bonkers. Um, let's see. I think there was one other one in here. Good to, there it is. Uh, who gave us this one? This is from Easton. Good to see Georgie and Rajo play great. And he even said, what is Bo doing with all these penalties? So short and sweet there from Easton. But um, yeah, we'll see where that where that goes. I want to see where that goes. Bo is Jack Sparrow now, so you have heard of me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, last bit of business we got to get to, and that's our sound check for this game. Kyle and I pick one song each um, that summarizes the most recent game. Put it up on a playlist over on Spotify, which you can follow. Just search for LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number three. What do you got for this game, sir? If anybody who's everydayers that listen to me give a sound check, you know we're either going Wu Tang Clan, Taylor Swift, or <laughs> oh man, we're going yeah. back to my roots. This is Metallica, and this yeah. is Ride the Lightning. Don't you, hasn't this been like the second or third time that you've? Is this is this your Avalanche beat Tampa Bay Lightning? It sound, fits sound every and this one honestly, it really fits. They out they were outshot. Vasilevsky was trying to find his groove. Nikita mm-hmm. Kucherov he has the most points. They rode the Lightning onslaught. It was it was easy for the Avalanche mm-hmm. to give up this game and walk out of there with a loss and they didn't they continued doing what they were doing pushed yeah. through the lightning who are trying to surge and put their self in the east avalanche yeah. rode the lightning and won that game 
Uh, well, where I went with this is it's kind of a little bit forward thinking. It's not so much about the game against Tampa. It's more about what's next and 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 what's not being talked about. So the the song that I picked, the, the band is called "This Will Destroy You." Fantastic band name, by the way. Uh, and and the it, the the band name is much more aggressive than the music. I'll say that. Uh, the the song is called "Quiet." Uh, it's an instrumental song, but it's it's phenomenal. Um, if you've seen the Fab Five documentary, the the Thirty for Thirty Fab oh, Five yeah. documentary, it's the song that plays at the very end of that when they're doing like the video montage. If you remember, just oh. phenomenal. It's so so good. Um, anyway, and the reason I picked that is because the Avalanche after that game with Tampa were not only number one in the division, we're number one in the conference. That has since flipped a little bit because Vegas is now one point ahead. Um, but because they got a point in losing to overtime to Calgary. And they are playing right now as we are recording this. And they are losing to Edmonton one to nothing after the first. So anyway, the reason I say that is because the Avalanche are, are up there. They're doing what 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 they're expected to do. And doesn't it seem just like nobody really is giving them as much airplay as Vegas as the Rangers, as Boston, even as Vancouver. Uh, it, it just seems like we've gotten to the point with the avalanche of it's expected. So we're not going to keep talking about them as much. We'll talk about Kale McCarr and the individual stuff that he's doing. But as a team, this team is at the top of, of the rankings in, in the conference, and it's almost going unnoticed. Yeah, and, and you look at the schedule coming up, it's not like any of these games are clear out your schedule. I'm sitting down with the family. Let's watch Avalanche and Coyotes or Avalanche and the Ducks twice and Avalanche and the Kings. Like They're well, going to continue winning. Kings are playing good. Kings yeah, well, are playing great hockey. Well, it's it's but yeah. none of these games, like if the Avalanche win, it's going to be, well, yeah, that's what the Avalanche do. And if they it, lose, wow, yeah. that's embarrassing. And they move on. It, you're not going to steal the hearts of anybody. And the Avalanche are quietly working their way back to yeah. where they should be. I would even argue the same as going for the Kings. As yeah. well as the Kings are playing, you don't really hear about it. It's true. It's crazy. So it's just it just seems like the you know the 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 social medias and, and the media has latched on to these four or five teams and we're just going to ride them and you know I don't say they're completely being ignored because, like I said, you do have Cal McCarr just doing ungodly things, but it's almost like a footnote that the Avalanche are are, are at the top of the the, the standings. Whatever, I don't care. I generally don't care because, like, we'll, we'll do our talking in in the in the postseason. Um, but it's just funny. I just find it funny. So. Let them forget. Let them forget, and don't let them mm-hmm. talk about us. Tampa will talk for us. Dallas will talk for us right now. Okay. Vancouver will talk for us. All I right. think we're, we'll be all right. Okay. All right. That is going to wrap it up for today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Uh, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. We will be back tomorrow. We have a lot of comments from subtext on this whole new thing with the All-Star game. Do we like it? Do we not like it? I think every dayers know how I feel about it. So Chris we'll, hates it, probably. We'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> tomorrow. But thank you for tuning in today, everyone. And we'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Avalanche. Go, Abs, go. 